I've heard it said you steer where you stare. We are bombarded daily with voices vying for our attention. And if we fill our days and minds with Netflix and social media feeds, we can get off track pretty quick. That's why I developed a 30-day music challenge. Listen to Christian music exclusively for 30 days. The challenge is free, and I'll be right there with you every step of the way. Head over to michellenizette.com forward slash 30-day challenge to sign up. Change your music, change your life. You're listening to More Than a Song, episode 15. Hello, and welcome to this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizat, and that was my daughter Meredith. And this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of Scripture hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio, to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. I love this week's song, Fix My Eyes, by For King and Country, for so many reasons. First, I really like the musicality of the song. I like the drums and the combination of all the different musical instruments. And I mentioned last week in my closing that I really love songs with oo-oos and oo-oos, and this song has that at the beginning. I also like the notion of reflecting on what advice you would give a younger you. But most of all, I love where that simple phrase, fix my eyes, leads us in scripture. We'll unpack all of that on today's episode. But to kick it off, let's look at the advice the band gives their younger selves. Here once click to me. Stand face to face with the younger me. Now, this can be a pretty interesting exercise, considering the advice that we would give to our younger selves. And it's actually a pretty popular thing to do these days. A quick Google search landed me at the Huffington Post, where there are over 12 articles addressing this in some frame or fashion. TED.com has a conversation forum just for this topic. Reuters and the Denver Post and Forbes and all the like have all recently published arguments along this line of thinking. And the advice ranges from things like learn to be unpa- uh, learn to be patient, uncomfortable and alone, get a hobby, maintain friendships, don't base your self-worth on a man, finish college before you get married and have kids, believe in yourself, don't worry what others think of you, and you will attract the love you believe you deserve. Then on and on and on. Now, some of those you might not have, um, not, might not question at all. Maintain friendships. That's a pretty good um, advice. But if you really look at the list, it's pretty self-centered. And this is what the world is feeding you. Can you see how shallow some of those, the advice really is? And can you see how it directly opposes the teaching of scripture? 
So I really do appreciate the boldness and the depth of the list that this song brings out. And we could spend all day looking up verses that reflect the truths listed in today's song, but I would like to just leave you with a few. So let's start off with the first thought. I'd love like I'm not scared. Well, John 15, 12, and 13 says, This is my commandment. Love each other the same way I have loved you. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. Now, this is really in opposite of what some of the advice that the world would give. And they would say, protect your heart at all costs. But the idea of loving like we're not scared, the loving, the idea that we would lay our lives down for somebody else is straight from the red letters in the Bible. And I've talked about that before. If you have a physical Bible or a, um, an online version or an app that shows the words of Christ in red, that's what that means, those red letters. And this from John is in red letters. This is my commandment. This is Jesus. Love each other in the same way I have loved you. So the next thought. Give when it's not fair. Matthew 5, verses 39 through 42 says, But I say, do not resist an evil person. By the way, again, red letters. If someone slaps you on the right cheek, offer the other cheek also. If you are sued in court and your shirt is taken from you, give your coat too. If a soldier demands that you carry his gear for a mile, carry it two miles. Give to those who ask and don't turn away from those who want to borrow. Hmm, that doesn't really sound like any of the advice that I read in any of those articles that I was looking up in Google. And so uh, giving when it's not fair, that whole, just spend a little bit of time meditating on that verse and those red letters from Jesus, and you will see that the, the message that our culture is giving us is not the message that Christ gave us in the, these words here. Giving when it's not fair. Live life for another. Now, we talked a little bit about that. John 15, 12, and 13 says there's no greater love than to lay down one's life for a friend. But 1 Peter 1, says, You were cleansed from your sins when you obeyed the truth. So now you must show sincere love to each other as brothers and sisters. Love each other deeply with all your heart. He, God wants us to live life for each other not just for ourselves. That self-centered list is not going to bring about the joy and the fulfillment that God has for our lives. But living life for, lives for others can. Take time for a brother is the next um, uh, phrase in the song. And in Acts chapter 4, it says, All the believers were united in heart and mind, and they felt that what they owned was not their own, so they shared everything they had, The apostles testified powerfully to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and God's great blessing was upon them all. There were no needy people among them because those who owned land or houses would sell them and bring the money to the apostles to give to those in need. What a difference does that look like um, than our culture today? Now, I'm not saying that we don't have a culture of giving, taking time for others, and that we don't have kind of a subculture of wanting to give of our time and of our assets and things like that. But really taking time for others is um, something that we, I think our culture says we should do and then should be praised for. Whereas Jesus and, and God's example in the early church is something that it should just be so natural 
that we would automatically take time for each other and that we would do life together. The next phrase, fight for the weak ones. Psalm 82 verses 3 and 4 says, Defend the weak and the fatherless. Uphold the cause of the poor and the oppressed. Rescue the weak and the needy. Deliver them from the hand of the wicked. And so again, there is there are opportunities for us to fight for the weak ones. But there are so many children, even in our culture today, that are orphans in our in our culture that's called the foster care system and then of course you've got a worldwide epidemic of orphans and those who are in need and those who um, are oppressed and are poor and are weak and are fatherless and God is calling us to defend those and to fight for them speak out for freedom is the next phrase and Romans 6 22 says but now that you've been set free from sin and have become slaves of God The benefit you reap leads to holiness, and the result is eternal life. So the freedom that we are to speak out for is not the freedom that we're talking about, um, maybe like our democratic freedoms that we have here in the U.S., but for freedom from sin. We're to speak out for freedom. And becoming a slave of God is not being put back into bondage. It is being freed from sin and, and directed to a life that God has for us. Find faith in the battle. Now, 1 Peter 1, verses 6 and 7 says, In all this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief and all kinds of trials. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith, of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. So what this is really saying to you is that faith, finding faith in the battle, uh, our faith is to be refined like gold under fire. And that, and Peter is saying here that we will suffer grief and we will suffer all kinds of trials, but we can find our faith in those battles and we can, it can be refined and it can be molded and it can be increased. And so instead of running um, from our faith in the battle, that we would find our faith in the battle. And the last or second to the last piece of advice that they give to their younger selves is to stand tall, but above it all, fix my eyes on you. So 1 Corinthians 16, 13 says, be on your guard, stand firm in the faith, be courageous, be strong, do everything in love, stand tall, stand tall. And then the chorus ends with fix my eyes on you. And I'm going to be spending the rest of this episode talking about what the Bible says about fixing our eyes. But let's reflect on the list we just unpacked as compared to the list the world gives us. Again, the world says protect your heart and God says love lavishly. The world says don't let others take advantage of you and God says turn the other cheek. The world says You are the center. God says to be other-centered. The world says, take care of yourself first. God says, take time for others. The world marginalizes the weak among us. And God says to defend the weak and rescue the needy. The world magnifies personal freedoms. And God says our slavery to him means we have been set free from sin for holiness not just for the sake of freedom. 
And the world says to avoid the battle at all cost. And God says the battle refines us. The world says to fix our eyes on ourselves. And God's word tells us to fix our eyes on Jesus. Fix my eyes on you. So where does it say to fix our eyes on Jesus? Well, it says it right there in Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. Let me read it to you. Therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us also lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him who has endured such hostility by sinners against himself, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Now we could talk about just this section of scripture for an entire episode, but what I'd like you to do is I'd like to leave it to you for homework this week. I want you to break apart these verses and I'm going to mention two more that I'm going to share in a moment. And I want you to look at them bit by bit. And I want you to examine them in their context. Remember what context is. And context could be the verses or the chapters before and after the section of verses that you're exploring. So what do I mean by that? Let me give you a quick example. So our verses here in Hebrews chapter 12, I mean, I know we're in a podcast, but eventually I'd love for you to be able to open up your Bible either on an app or a physical Bible at home so you can look at the words because the first word is therefore. And uh, growing up, my pastor used to say whenever there's uh, the, the Bible uses the word therefore, you ought to figure out what it's there for. And so again, that alludes to the fact that there's something that came before these verses that will, that is, these verses are then acting as a conclusion. So therefore, because all these things are true, then these words are true. So part of your homework is to look to see what that word therefore is there for. Uh, Since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us. What cloud? Since we have so great a cloud. Well, I'm going to give you a hint. It's talking about the witnesses in Hebrews chapter 12 comes right after Hebrews chapter 11, which is considered the hall of faith. And it's going to list out a lot of um, people in the Old Testament that really and, and explain why they had such faith. And then it leads to chapter 12. And since we have so great a cloud of witnesses. So go look and see what that cloud is uh, again in your homework. And then it says to lay aside every encumbrance. What's tying you up? What's, what's encumbering you? What's keeping you from running full force? And lay aside our sin. Consider what sins are tying you up. Uh, run with endurance. What is endurance? Let's think about that. Maybe pull out that BibleHub.com that I've mentioned in previous episodes and look at that, whatever that Greek word is for endurance. Again, I'm not doing it for you this time. I want you to take it and use it as homework. So how? How do we do all these things? How do we lay aside? How do we run with endurance? How will we do it? By fixing our eyes on Jesus. And who is this Jesus? It goes on to describe him as the author and the perfecter of our faith. And then it goes on to describe his circumstances and what he went through. And then it looks and looking at him just clears away the clutter of our own circumstances. 
Because when you look at him and it says, who for the joy set before him endured the cross. Was the cross his joy? No. The idea that he knew that his sacrifice would provide a way of salvation for all of us. That was his joy. So because of that, he was going to look past this terrible suffering that he was going to have to go through. Because of that, because of you, he could see you. He endured the cross. Before the joy set before him, endured the cross, despising its shame, and is now sitting at the right hand of the Father. And then it says, consider him who went through all of this so that you won't grow weary and lose heart. So again, this is your homework. I really want you to consider it. I want you to meditate on it. I want you to break it apart. Maybe you can journal about it. I want you to read it in context. What What is that word, therefore? Therefore. This verse just tells us to fix our eyes on Jesus. And it's also our memory verse for the week. Our next verse is in 2 Corinthians 4.18. And it says, So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Now this verse is a conclusion to an entire section, um, really comparing our present troubles with what eternity offers us. So again, this is part of your homework. Read all of chapter 4, not just this one verse. But in the end, fix your eyes, not on the here and now, but on eternity, on what is to come. Just like Jesus, just like we just saw in Hebrews chapter 12. He, for the joy set before him, he was looking beyond his horrible circumstances. He was looking beyond that and realizing that because he was looking at what is unseen, he was looking at what is eternal, which is your salvation. That's the example that we have. And then it goes here in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and reminds us not to fix our eyes on what is seen, but what is unseen. Finally, the, the last verse that I want to share with you is Psalm 119.15. Now, this is one of the very first verses and actually led me to this whole journey of more than a song. And I do unpack the whole journey in episode one as to how I even started this um, podcast and why and what the background was. So if you haven't heard that, I encourage you to check it out. In fact, I mention this verse every time I sign off of each episode. Do you catch it? When I remind you to take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways, that's Psalm 119.15. But listen to this. This is what's so exciting. If you, if you read your Bible in different versions and when you take time to study and really unpack and see things in a new way, you will see that in the English Standard Version, listen to this verse. I will meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your ways. Ah, I just love it when things like that happen in God's word and just something new pops out at us. So I will look at them. I will look at God's at God's ways, his commands, his precepts. I will focus on them. I will not let my own circumstances distract me from your ways, oh God. So, every time you hear this song, if you think about fixing your eyes on Jesus, on eternity, and on God's commands. And if those thoughts can actually be supported by your own study, you can listen to me, 
You can listen to me today in this short podcast and you can say, wow, that was a good message. But it's not, you're not going to internalize it like you will if you'll take a few minutes this week and really study those three sections. Uh, Study and meditate on these three areas of scripture. And then every time you hear this wonderful song, it's it's very well done. It's a fun song to listen to. It's a catchy tune. But it's going to go a long way to bring your mind back to God's truth. And keep your heart hungering for more. Just a few quick announcements as we leave today. I'm exploring adding a listener question section to this podcast. So if you have questions about how to explore God's word further, you can email me, michelle at michellekneesat.com. Or you can leave me a voicemail through your computer or smart device at michellekneesat.com forward slash podcast question. I use a free app. It's called SpeakPipe. And once you download it, it's an easy way to leave message. You don't even have to download it if you're doing it through your computer. But if you're doing it on a a smartphone or a tablet, you just download the app. You just use the microphone built into your smart um, device. And it it emails me your voicemail message. And uh, next, if you sign up for my email list, I will send you weekly memory verse resources exclusively for my mailing list. And these resources, they include wallpapers for your desktop or tablet, your phone or mobile device, as well as a printable version if you're more of a printed paper kind of person so you can stick it in a place that you'll see it every day. But I I make them every week, so I really want you to be able to use them. The sign-up box is for that is on my homepage, michellekneesat.com. And I promise if you sign up for my email list, I'm not going to bombard you with email. It's just I send out a friendly reminder each Monday when a new episode is posted with a link to the memory verse resources and um, a link to the show notes with all of the details, all of the links to the verses I talk about, any resources I talk about, music videos behind the song type stuff that I t- sometimes talk about on this episode, on these episodes. But next, finally, don't forget to share the podcast with others. I've tried to make it as easy as possible. I've got quick links at the top of each post on my homepage. You can tweet or post to Facebook or share via email. And then finally, your reviews on iTunes are an encouragement to me and a testimony to others. And my promise to you is that if you take the time to review my podcast, I will take the time to personally thank you right here on the podcast. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. If you would like to comment on this episode, please go to michellekneesat.com forward slash 15, where you'll find the show notes for this episode. You can scroll down to the comment section, and I would love to hear from you. Comment, question, or whatever. My next podcast will be on Waterfall by Chris Tomlin, just recently released this month. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's Word and consider His ways.